1: The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Minister Michael McGrath. I'm good here, morning, PJ. Good morning to you. Hey, uh, good morning, PJ, and thank you for being with us on the Opinion Line. We watched it with interest no last night, Michael. Uh, there's a lot in there, but but I put it to you with regard to the energy situation and the 200 euro rebate, which I think will be welcomed. To be fair, but in Belgium. They've cut energy taxes. In Italy, they've cut the VAT on gas. In the Netherlands, in Poland and Spain, they've all directly cut taxes on fuel. Why didn't we do that
2: here? Good morning, PJ. Yeah, that option was looked at and... It is complicated, but Ireland already has a derogation under EU rules. We apply a 13.5% rate of VAT on energy bills. Most other countries apply uh, a standard rate, which would be much higher. And the only opportunity open to Ireland to reduce the VAT bill would have been a reduction to 12%. Mm. If we had gone below 12%, which is what you would need to do to make a a meaningful difference. We'd have lost our derogation uh, to go back up to 13.5% and we'd have had to go up to 23%. Uh, that is the advice that we received and uh, the Department of Finance and my colleague Pascal Dunn, who would have examined this issue and unfortunately... Doesn't seem to
1: bother the physique. Belgians or the Italians or the Dutch or the Poles or the Spanish, Michael.
2: So it depends on what their uh, position was with VAT when the EU VAT directive came in and whether or not they, they have a derogation. But if their normal rate is, let's say, the standard rate, then they could reduce it now. Uh, and then ultimately go back up to the standard rate. We already apply a lower rate of VAT on energy energy bills, so if we were to reduce it further, we couldn't go back to that rate. We'd have to go back to the standard rate of 23%. So uh, I'm trying to explain it as simply as I can, but that is uh, the position that the government faced in relation to VAT. Are we and the only, so we are made the the only
1: a- ones in the 27 and 28 member states that have such a derogation? Uh, i don't believe so uh, i don't have a
2: country by country breakdown uh, but uh, that that is certainly our position i examined it myself again during the week even though it is it is an issue for for the department of finance as opposed to my own department but uh, i read the briefing notes and, and questioned um uh, the points made and that was the uh the position uh so that 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 tool or that kind of. Option was was not available to government, mm-hmm. so we decided to go with the um, the reduction in the electricity bills. Uh, it, the cash saving will be two hundred euro. Um, I know you mentioned the VAT there, so it's two hundred euro including VAT, and it will apply in the March April billing cycle. Mm-hmm. So depending on wh- when people get their bill from there sure. from their service provider, and it, I know it,
1: we're it, this is a question that has come in many times since the first uh, idea of this was yeah. rooted before Christmas. What happens to someone? who who pays as they go with a prepay meter, will they benefit from this? They will, yes. How? Uh, it is applied to the prepay
2: credit as well. That's an issue And Ryan spoke about in the Cabinet, and he said that they, they, they had identified a way of dealing with that, that uh, the credit uh, will be applied to uh, persons who pay their bill using a prepay system as well. So mm. you know, I'm, I'm satisfied that that will be done.
1: The fact that this also applies to holiday homes and that the wealthiest in our country will benefit from it, just like people who struggle from day to day from meal to meal, is that fair?
2: I understand that point of view, uh, but the government had to make uh, decisions that we could implement quickly. We can implement this quickly. Uh, I think it's also worth saying that it is alongside other measures that we brought in in the budget and announced yesterday, some of which are very targeted at people most in need uh, and most at risk of fuel poverty uh, and so on. And I would also just make the point that there are a lot of people who are working who are above uh, the you know income eligibility for social welfare but who are struggling too and people on might seem like decent wages um, but might have high mortgage costs high childcare costs and I think they deserve some support as well mm-hmm. you would go to an awful lot of trouble and an awful lot of time would be spent in seeking to to carve out or exclude you know let's say the, 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 the highest earners and we took the view that this needs to be done quickly as in mm-hmm. within weeks and uh, so it's not perfect but it is uh, it is it is going to be effective at transmitting uh, the benefit uh, to people uh, within a short period
1: of time the public transport reduction is welcome for example i was just calculating that your average leap card journey in the city will now be about 1 135 140 as opposed to 168 which is a valid point but someone who doesn't have any public transport uh, near them sure it's it's of no use to them but what would have worked is the 98 cent on average that the government takes out of every liter of petrol and diesel why not address that well uh, first of all i think that the reduction in the the public transport
2: fares is is a big move you know 20 percent is uh, a sizable reduction
1: and it uh, is uh, but if you can't get a bus or a train it's of no um, use to you uh, there are I many people that. listening to me right yeah. now that get a bus maybe once a day, twice a day at most. They can't get home of an evening. That's, it's, it's nice, but it's of no use to them. But what would have happened, what would have helped is if you, you knocked even 20 cents of that 98 cents you take from every gallon of petrol or every litre of petrol. If you knock that off, that would have helped people. Yeah, and I I know that the
2: issue of of carbon tax and the taxes applied to fuel is one that's raised uh, regularly. I think it's important to explain what we do with that money. I mean, of the carbon tax receipts this year, over 400 million euro of it uh, Mm.
1: is ring-fenced. Yeah, but carbon tax is only a small portion portion of that 98 cents, remember? uh, It's
2: it's part of it, yeah, but I just want to explain because it's the new part and it's the part that you know, it does annoy some people, and I, I accept that. But, like, where it's going is to fund the home energy grant improvements that were announced during the week, which are really serious improvements, up to 80% grants no no, 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 we know, we
1: know that, that, that the increase that's in the carbon going. tax in May is going to go to that, and that's very welcome. But what I'm saying is the existing 98 cents and uh, in taxes on a litre of petrol or diesel, you could have done something with that to make up to people who don't have access to public transport.
2: Yeah, but I, I think you, you have to look at all the measures in the round. You can pick an individual measure and say that that doesn't apply to me, I don't benefit from that. and. That, that is the case, and it's the same with any measure that you target. There will always be someone who falls on the wrong side of the eligibility or who will say, I don't use that service. And mm-hmm. that's why we took the view that there had to be a universal element to the package uh, yesterday. And so the centrepiece of it is the €200 euro reduction in the electricity bill. It's not going to change the world for people, PJ. I know that. Uh, I'm in touch with people every day, mm-hmm. and I know that a lot of people are really struggling. I do want to make the point that and I've listened to some very hard stories over the course of this week on on you know uh, radio shows and so on people saying that they're they won't turn on the heating they're sitting in the cold I've heard lone parents speak about having to decide between buying food for their children or putting on the heating mm-hmm. The, nobody should have to face. There's the not office. a lot in here we for a, them. We, no, but I, I know, but I just want to say we have a safety net within the social welfare system and it's called uh, the Exceptional Needs Payment uh, through the Community Welfare Officers. Like last year, about 55,000 payments were issued, an average of about 770. If people are genuinely struggling and they need assistance, please do reach out. And we have asked uh, that the Community Welfare Officers would be as sympathetic as they possibly can, they will exercise their discretion we treat people, you know, absolutely confidentially, that goes without saying, and discreetly. And there is no need for people to face that choice between food and turning on the heating. And, you know, we, 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 we don't live in a country where that is a choice that people should have to make.
1: Uh, well, unfortunately, it's a choice they are making. It's a choice that listeners to this programme tell me they're making every week. Maybe not all the time, but maybe why. on Wednesday when you're that's waiting for your payment on Thursday, you decide, do you heat yeah. or eat? It's happening, Minister. I know, and that's
2: why I'm highlighting the service that is there, because, uh, you know, I... I, I spoke to Heather Humphreys yesterday, uh, we got the information about you know these payments uh, and we're not seeing an increase in the number of people looking for them, which is surprising. You know, It's a support that's there, it's a safety net. And I know that people may be reluctant or they may have had a bad experience in the past, but if you're genuinely facing that situation uh, that we described there, then please do reach out for help to the state. Uh, and as I say, the community welfare officers will examine each case individually mm-hmm. and they have discretion to make support payments okay. to people, including
1: for uh, energy bills. Okay. Over the last couple of weeks, and particularly the last few days, I have spoken to to mothers, uh, to Samantha, to Melissa, to Emma. Three mothers in particular yep. who were all struggling and were in tears on the phone because they can't find a okay. decent place to rent. They're living in con- deplorable conditions: damp, no heating, rats. You know, sharing one room. With their two children sleeping on an air mattress like there's nothing in this for them like caps on rent increases rent is going up and up and up it's growing like the grass yeah and there's nothing in it for them yeah
2: and i i think and i didn't hear those individual stories pj and i'm sorry to hear that that is what they are living with and experiencing at the moment and I absolutely accept that there is a chronic shortage of rental accommodation at the moment. Uh, We believe that the answer to that is to to build more homes and to improve supply Mm -hmm. of all kinds. Or maybe open up the ones that are boarded up. Yeah, and we have provided uh, a lot of resources uh, to turn those around and to get them uh, back into use. And there has been, in fairness to Cork City Council, they've made huge progress in, in uh, tackling the void voids, as they call them, um, uh, boarded up council houses. There will always be some turnaround time, but certainly the information that I have is uh, that they have managed to turn around uh, a huge number of them. And they have an extensive uh, public housing uh, program underway at the moment, uh, including uh, cost rental, some affordable housing, uh, but primarily social housing. And like we are providing a record amount of money now to the councils, to the approved housing bodies, mm. uh, to build those homes that people need. And we did lose, unfortunately, about four months last year with COVID, and that impact, impacted on supply
1: overall. No, to be but fair, the these, is, these it's, people it's, were waiting and struggling pre-COVID. Like the woman whose house is that. infested with rats yeah. is there with five years she got approved for a transfer over a year ago, she's got an autistic child, she's got all sorts of problems and she's just sitting there looking yeah. at houses across the road, looking at houses across the road being refurbished and she can't get anywhere near them. Yeah, and look, it is
2: it is a, a, a real priority for us to, to try and make inroads on those waiting lists and uh, I got a presentation from the City Council there recently and it is undeniable that the scale of activity in house building, uh, social housing uh, and so on uh, is really increasing. And uh, it's good to see the money that is being provided is being used. Uh, and I want to commend uh, all of the councillors and the officials. They are delivering. And there's a lot more needs to be done. But I think there is now more light at the end of the tunnel than there was before. And I do want to acknowledge all of that good work. We have more schemes on the ground now actually up and running than we've had for a very, very long time. Mm. Three
1: years ago, says this message in, I-, I took a job on minimum wage. I'm still on Minimum wage. When I started my job, it cost me 40 quid a week on petrol to get to and from work. Now it's costing me 60. Sure, am I a fool to stay working? Yeah, look, it, uh, it's undoubtedly tough for somebody who is on the minimum wage and who's but facing But you could costs. fix that, Minister. You could fix that. You could cut, on, cut back on the 98 cent that you take off every litre. Four words. You could fix that. Why don't you?
2: Well you you could possibly No uh, you reduce, could there's no uh, possibly packing.
1: about it Michael you could you could fix that
3: Here's a cool fact A crocodile can't stick out its tongue Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work.
2: Yeah, but we, we, we are in a, a cycle at the moment and a phase of the cycle uh, that we, we do think will pass. I mean, all of the, the forecasts that we, we are getting, independent forecasts. So you're saying the petrol 11, prices are going to start coming
1: down again because yes. you'll be the only one saying that?
2: Yeah, i I'm not saying that specifically. I can't guarantee that, PJ. I cannot predict the future. Like right. This is driven by... So cut know, that 98
1: cents temporarily. Taxes. Do it until the end of the... Like you've done with the public transport. Do it until the end of the year. Get people through the hardest time. you. You see, this is the point on the 98 cents out of every euro that a person puts into their car, you could cut it. You're just not doing it. Well, I mean, I think we have taken other measures,
2: and that's the point it would make to you. The other measures uh, don't uh, matter you
1: know. to a person who, who, who hasn't got public transport. You cu- I'm thinking of someone in Kenturk. I'm thinking of someone in, in, oh, in Glenmire in Watergrass Hill, whose public transport is a lot less than I have in Douglas, right? You yeah. could fix this for them with a stroke of a pen temporarily, even for six months. You could do it. Yeah.
2: I, I suppose, PJ, it is important just to say that like, we did have a budget deficit last year of almost 9 billion euro. And I know people don't want to hear that, but it is a reality that I face. You also had ha-
1: huge amounts come in on corporate tax. And we, we had we, big we headlines did, about we, that. We did, but we still had a
2: deficit of almost 9 billion euro. Uh, we have spent over 30 billion euro in direct expenditure relating to COVID on PUP, on wage subsidy schemes, on vaccines, Mm -hmm. on testing and tracing, PCR testing, all of that. We have a national debt that is well over 230 billion euros. Uh, we have to use our judgment and we have to try to strike the right balance. Uh, we recognize that people do need extra help now and I think we are providing that. Uh, we're not able to do everything. And
1: we're not able to... Um, so you're protecting you know, the, the deficit rather than life. dealing with what you say is a temporary oil spike, which, okay, you know what? The market kind of says that, but we don't know how te- how long is temporary. So are we you, know, are you waiting for the temporary oil spike to, to level itself out? Because these things usually, do eventually? Or are you protecting the deficit? Like, which is more important to you, Michael McGrath? The deficit in the books or the fact that people can't afford to drive to work? Which is more important to you? Uh,
2: Well, PJ, people will always be first and uh, the needs of the people we represent will always be our number one priority. Uh, But you do also have to have regard to the reality because uh, the more borrowing you take on, then the more interest you have to pay, uh, the cost of servicing that uh, will increase over time, and that ultimately means you have to collect more taxes from people. So there is borrowing is practically free at the moment. That, well, yeah, and and that will change mm-hmm. over the period ahead. Monetary policy is going to change um, in response to the inflationary cycle that we that we're experiencing at the moment. But I'm just making that point that it is something we have to consider because. Mm-hmm will ultimately translate into us collecting more money from people by way of taxes and nobody wants that You're doing that anyway, doing no that anyway
1: at the petrol pump because the, the 98 cent out of every euro and I looked at a chart yesterday and we're not exactly low down that chart in terms of how much we take. Like We are, we take among the highest tax takes in the EU on petrol and diesel <laughs> Uh, we
2: we do, uh, that is correct and uh, we recognise that that is a burden for people and uh, that is why we've brought in these measures in addition to the budget. I mean this is a half a billion euro of measures that will support people and I think will make some difference. It's not going to fully resolve uh, no. the, the challenges that people are Do you Do
1: you accept that you if you'd taken a few quid off the petrol and diesel you'd probably actually have helped more people than a cut in the cost of public transport because public transport is Great in a city or a big town, but it's not so great in a rural area. Whereas cutting the petrol and diesel would have helped people in rural areas.
2: Yeah, I mean, but there, there is a policy context. Like Michael, I do, I'd have
1: happily. I mean, we I, do look, want. Hang on. The cheaper, my cheaper trip on a Leap card is welcome. Thank you. I, 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 well, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. But I'm thinking in terms of the fella out in North Cork who needs to go to work. And the couple of pence that I save on my leap card would be much better spent on reducing his fuel bill to get to work.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, the amount of money involved in reducing the fares by 20%, it's, you know, it's over 50 million euro for the rest of this year. Yeah. Um that would not make uh, a significant difference in relation to the consumption of, of diesel and petrol all over the country, PJ. You know, the, the scale is of a different magnitude uh, to make a meaningful no, but difference there. The person
1: whose b- petrol, who per- who's petrol to get to work has gone from 40 to 60 euro. It would help that person.
2: It would help that person uh, and it would help a lot of people for sure. Uh, it would be at a very high cost that would be far, far in excess of the cost of the change on public transport and like we do want ultimately and i acknowledge that there isn't a public transport service at everyone's door but we are in a situation now where the amount of people using the public transport system is about 60 65 percent of the level it was at uh, before Mm -hmm. covid and we do want to get that back up Mm -hmm. like ultimately it is it is the more sustainable way of traveling uh, in the long term for people uh, that can use it and i accept Mm -hmm. it's not an option for everyone and you gave a number of examples
1: like that. How much pressure did the Greens put on you to keep the tax on petrol and diesel as it is? Look, we, as a government, we make these
2: decisions collectively and uh, these decisions were made yesterday by, yeah. by the cabinet committee yeah. the Taoiseach yeah. was present yeah. to the Minister Dunhu, myself, Minister Ryan yeah. Minister Martin and Minister Humphreys um, and look but you know, did you have I, resistance from the Green Party? You wouldn't expect
1: me to go into the, the deep no, no. sorry. sorry? You have, you'd, have, you'd have faced huge resistance from the Green Party if you went to cut those taxes because at one stage it was mooted that maybe a motor tax might be cut for the rest of the year and and they weren't having that no say i mean we do want we do want to encourage people where
2: possible to use public transport and we make no apologies for that i mean we are great if they have a crisis if they have a brilliant yeah and 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 it's being extended and i don't need to tell you about the uh, the plans that are uh, being implemented, the Cork Metropolitan Area Transport Strategy, the new suburban light rail investment that is being made yeah. uh, from Mallow to the city, the double tracking, the increasing yeah. capacity, moving yeah. to 10-minute frequency yeah. to yeah. cove. Yeah. But to no, middle none
1: middle of that is happening today when people are struggling. That's not happening today yeah. when people are struggling. That's not the, happening next month when people are struggling. Do you know what you mean? Yeah, but,
2: but, I mean? They're all plain people
1: seen, who are struggling.
2: Well, we We have seen... Uh, real improvements in, uh, in bus services. You know, I live in cargoline uh, the 220. Uh, it's brilliant. I've said it a hundred times. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant, yeah. but every area should have yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the government's plan is to extend the coverage uh, of our public transport. There's a Bus Connects plan for Cork uh, you'd be familiar with. Yeah. They've had a couple of rounds of public consultation. There are, you know, some elements of it are controversial, but that will be implemented.
1: Yeah, I've and seen like the map. It's, it's a great oh, yeah. ed- it's a great idea, but it ain't, it ain't yeah. happening soon. One question on the public transport reduction. Will that apply to Local Link? Uh, yes, so all...
2: PSO—that's public service obligation Mm -hmm. uh, levy—supported routes, public transport routes. So the only so like the Cove Cove Connect bus, for example, does that? uh, Yeah, if it if it is if it is a a PSO service, which I believe Local Link uh, is in the main, then it will benefit from the reduction. The only services that that it won't apply to are are. Um, fully commercial private services uh, and certain—I think there, there may be some bus air and services that are commercial in nature that are not PSO. Some of the, the perhaps uh, uh, intercity in and so on like that. But but the vast vast majority of tran- public transport services that people use um,
1: will will have the benefit of this reduction. Come back to the two hundred euro in in um, in energy reduction or the cut off the energy bill or the credit, whatever. Social Justice Ireland has just said this morning, it's not really uh, being doubled because VAT has taken into account. I think we did we did come across that. But what will you do with your 200 quid? By the way, will it be paid to people or will it just be cut off the bill?
2: It comes off the bill. Uh, so uh, it is 200 euro. That, that does include VAT. Um, so They are correct to say it's not doubled because what had previously been announced was €100 excluding that, So that was €113.50 for each household. This is €200 for each household, including that, And we've been very upfront and clear about that. That's the benefit, uh, €200. I will be making a donation of €200 to St. Vincent de Paul. I'm happy to do that because I I don't need the 200 euro, um, but it's not for
1: me to suggest to anybody else what they do. Of the course not, Michael, and, and that's a fair and that's me. a very fair point. I heard you make that point on national radio this morning. See, there are people out there, and again, look, you know, we'd be lucky enough in in, in my house to be able to sustain for a while at least the higher yep. energy bills. You know, but like, and it's it's good of you to say, to you. but in a way, if you. There must have been a better way than to... I mean, there would be holiday homes, for example. Again, you're coming back. The uni- You're saying the universality of it was the quickest way to do it. Definitely, yeah. There's no doubt about that. Uh, plus the fact,
2: PJ, that we don't know the full circumstances uh, that people are facing you know somebody might appear to have a good job and a good income they could have a massive mortgage they could have big big childcare bills uh, mm. and they too could be struggling so like the, the targeting is important and the fuel allowance measure 125 euro that will be paid in a lump sum in the first half of march yeah. and that's going to those that really really need it and that's the cash going to them in the next few weeks but uh, like whenever whenever you 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 target every measure. You'll always have people then that are just on the wrong side of it and at least with this one it is universal. Does that mean that some people who don't don't need it are getting it? Uh, It does. But the ability to do this quickly uh, is important and uh, people will see the benefit of this in a short period of time. You could spend months trying to design a system that excluded uh, a, a relatively small number of people. And uh, you know, I'm not making anything about what I'm doing personally. I was asked a direct question and I answered it. Yes. Uh, but it's you know it, it, I, I just think that that it will make a difference for people and um, we just need to get on with it now and, and get it um, paid across.
1: Yeah, come back to the pay as you go systems, because people are asking me that, the pay-as-you-go meter that you put the the credit into, how is that going to work?
2: So I don't have the exact specifics, but I would assume that it has its own uh, MPRN number and therefore, it will be applied to uh, to that account, to that NPRN number account. Okay. But I don't, I don't have the precise specifics, PJ. I don't want to mislead right. people, but I do know that Eamon Ryan has confirmed uh, that it will
1: be applied to prepay right. electricity customers. So, so what? What? So. And again, this is your assumption. We accept that that the the, yeah. the prepay meter that a person uses in the hallway that they put money into, you're and open to tariffication, obviously, but your your understanding is that the the credit, the two hundred euro, will be put onto the meter number. So effectively, it'll be like getting two hundred euro credit or one hundred something credit exactly. after that. Yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, no they will
2: definitely get it we have we have okay. confirmed that um, that's my understanding of how it will work in practice but okay. no we know a growing number of people use prepay electricity and obviously yeah. they can't be excluded okay. many of them are the, are, are the most in need how,
1: how, how long is all this going to last for L- lastly how long is it all going to last for how long before things start to rectify themselves up I mean apart from being being a, a minister you yourself are, a, are an accountant and financial analyst who has an eye on the world yeah. markets like I would have an eye on on the French and Irish match tomorrow so how long is it going to last realistically? We don't know
2: for sure but uh, it is it is our view and the the advice that we are getting uh, is that it will ease uh, in the coming months but it could last for uh, a number of months yet. It could be from perhaps the midpoint of the year, which you know could be June uh, onwards, that it might it might ease. So okay. we don't know for sure. Some of it depends on how you know things play out with the 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 tensions in Eastern Europe and with Russia and so sure. on, uh, that could be very destabilizing uh, And uh, in relation to energy supply. Uh, but the, in the round, and I look like you, I do read um, a, a lot of material on this kind of thing and listen to, to experts, and the general view is that it will ease, but it is going to be higher for longer than people thought okay. Okay. a short number of months ago. Kev, but, Kev you know, inflation. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin has we're probably averaged somewhere between 3 and 4% this year. Okay. The forecast in the budget was that it would be about 2%. It is going to be higher than was forecast in the
1: budget. Okay, okay. we just have to wait, try and wait it out as best we can. Well, Kevin uh, says that at least I give him credit for fronting up to be interviews, uh, interviewed. Others would bottle it. And and we appreciate your time, Minister, and the fact that you, no problem, you took so, you, you you took some fairly rough questions off us. Um, no problem at all. Very, very happy to have you on the programme, and thank you for that. Michael McGrath Minister for Public Expenditure Where do we go lads? Where do we go? He didn't really go there On cutting the price of petrol and diesel And I still maintain And if anyone wants to explain why he couldn't Please do They could And they didn't And that I think is the one that's standing out For most people My several screens are Full of why didn't he do the petrol and the diesel? Quartz 96 FM.
0: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh